Um, we'll get it started. Looks like both mics are fired up. Podcast vibes. Podcast vibes. So before I get into it and start doing an introduction, for you guys that don't know that are in this live, we do a podcast. It's called the Jim Bros Podcast, which actually might be getting rebranded again after talking to our business consultant, a.k.a. Morris's father. <laughs> yeah. um, so it might be going from the Jim Bros Podcast to Lift to Live Podcast just to make sure that it's all fluid and it makes it easier when it comes to uh, building out our business portfolio. Also, for you guys that don't know, we have a clothing brand, Lift to Live Apparel, uh, which we launched back in January. And blessed for how well we've done over the past few months enough so that uh, soon right now everything's print to order so when you order something we don't have any in stock inventory it goes through another manufacturer and they send it off to you which there's a little bit of delay in the shipping but we've built ourselves up enough to where now um, we're we're getting ready to work with a manufacturer so that we can have in stock stuff and be able to you know personalize stuff and stuff like that um so the premise of everything that we do here whether we're just joking around or whether we're just getting on here to be goofy or whatever it is, uh, a deeper passion for me is mental health um, based off of some things that I, like personal experiences that I went through, uh, A, either growing up or mainly through the job. As some of you guys don't may not know, um, as people come in here, they might find out. Of course, if you're a fan of Phil's TikTok, you'll know that he's a cop. I'm a cop as well. Um, I have just crossed over eight years on for the same department as him. Um, and that's actually how we met and we've been able to build a really strong bond because of that. But, um, Lift to Live Apparel came to birth, came to birth, <laughs> Lift to Live Apparel came to life, uh, because in my deepest, darkest moments through my journeys, which led me into therapy and journaling and, uh, meditating and all these different things, um, uh, physical fitness was the one thing that just kept me grounded. Um, in those and make me feel like a, a freaking man because going through those really weak uh, uh, moments in your life, you know, especially if you suffer from alcoholism or anything like that, uh, can really make you feel very emasculated uh, from a man's perspective. Thanks. Transitioning that into today's episode, what this is going to be about, it's probably going to run for the next hour. If you make it that long, you're a G. Um, our not. podcast usually lasts 45 minutes to an hour and a half. We try to keep it under an hour. Uh, but you know, fire topic with the way that I, with the way that I go, I mean, it just, you know, I just start rolling and it just, it keeps going. So we know what episode this is. Seven. this is going to be episode seven, 007, you know what I'm saying? Um, Bond. and, Bond. and yeah, so that's pretty much what we're getting ready to do. Now watch me as I jump into character. Cause I have like a, you know, I gotta like get myself hyped up for this cause I'm not. And <clears throat> Action. All right, here we go. <laughs> Don't laugh, dog. Yeah, bro. What up, everybody? No, Welcome. bro. No, you're not. No, that's up. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you feel it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just remember the mics before we get ready. Like, all that picks up everything. Literally everything. It's going to sound like a nuke. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, hold on. Where's my water bottle going? I literally did all that. Hopefully we were done burping and boofing. All right, bro. Just what up, everybody? Welcome to the. I'm excited about this topic. Got to get right into it. I'm really excited about this topic. Really excited about this topic. Okay, all right. Woo! Now get myself amped up about it. Here we go. Oh, dude, a Virginia police officer was killed today. Do you remember the last date? Just so you have that ready. Yeah, I knew the last lady. So. Okay, all right, but. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, one. 
What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Gym Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Ignacio. You have my co-host here, Phil Morse. Yeah. And um, it is episode 007. Seven, baby. Let's get it. So to jump right into it, today I wanted to title this podcast, Why Men Feel Silenced. And I'm going to go right into that. And it's going to be based around the premise of mental health with men. So if you're watching this live on our TikTok, just know that our premise now is going to be more tailored towards mental health amongst men and some of the things that we deal with. And um, whether you're a spouse or a girlfriend or anything like that, uh, maybe you'll be able to grab something from this. Uh, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable speaking about things from a female's perspective, but being a male myself and going through my own uh, trials and tribulations, I feel comfortable speaking on what a man might feel like. Now, with that being said, Everything that I'm about to say is very opinionated. It's my personal opinion. Everything that I'm about to say is, um, is, is based off of my independent, I guess you would call research, and my independent experiences. That does not mean that I'm speaking for all men. There might be men that listen to this that this does not relate to. And if it does not, then thank you for listening. Um, mental health issues are are a multifaceted issue. So everybody has a different way of dealing with things, but I'm just going to go through my gamut and in hopes that that ends up helping somebody, at least one person along the way. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to talk about going into this podcast is, and let me also preface this again, I'm not a mental health professional. So take that for what it is. Anything that I say moving forward does not replace you know, somebody's need for seeking actual uh, mental health assistance, which both of us have done. Yes. So I'm not saying that uh, to, to, to odd you out either. Both of us have done that. So, and I was actually having a conversation with this about a friend earlier, but I'm going to go right into it. There's a specific reason why men don't come forward about their mental health issues. And there's actually a yeah. few. There's a lot. And a lot of it has to do with the lack of acceptance of a weak man in society. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so, and understand the stressors from a man's perspective. Again, just to premise this, this isn't to, you know, play this game of whose life is harder, men versus women. I'm not pinning them up against each other. I'm just broadcasting this from a man's perspective, from my perspective. So to give some, to give some perspective on that, when I went through my, I would say my mental health crisis back in 2017, which lingered around for a few years, um, and you guys have listened to this podcast before, is when I was dealing with alcoholism and I was also dealing with suicidal ideologies. In that time, it took me almost a year to come forward about the thoughts I was having because I felt like less of a man mm. having those thoughts. I thought that women weren't going to like me. I thought that other men weren't going to respect me. And that, that really, because of how weak I felt internally, um, I didn't think that I could meet up to society's viewpoint of what a man is, whether or not that was fabricated in my own mind, right. um, internal weakness. So I share this because there's a similarity there between other men that I've talked to who have their own individual mental health issues, whether it's depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, or whether they, they have gone through the cuffs of, of having suicidal ideations. 
a lot of reasons why men don't get help is because it's an inability to admit the weakness to someone other than themselves. Yes. In fear of judgment, in fear of being seen as less of a man yep. to, uh, to other men, which is also which is important. And we'll dive deeper into that and to other women. Mm-hmm. And really what it boils down to from my perspective is this. And whether some people think this is outdated or not, I do believe this is deep rooted into our, into our DNA as men mm-hmm. is to be perfect protectors and to be providers. Mm-hmm. And then also you step it up and you're in one of these professions like military and law enforcement. We also start to develop a hero complex. Mm-hmm. And when you have that complex, like, well, I'm here to save the day. I'm expected to eliminate the threat. I'm expected to deal with all these different issues. How could anybody trust me to be able to do that if they know that I'm internally broken right? or I feel internally broken? And so instead of dealing with those issues as men, a lot of us, what I've seen is that we just learn, we become the masters of compartmentalizing our issues. Mm-hmm. And typically once that compartment is full, and some of you may have kind of seen this model before, is you just imagine, you know, a box, like an internal box box figuratively you have all these emotions and feelings and traumas and experiences and and eventually that box gets too full right and once that box gets too full it busts open right and when it busts open that can lead to a a male being violent right suicidal getting into a lot of different toxic habits as far as uh gambling uh Drinking, drinking excessively, yeah, just, going, just the yeah. plethora of the list just goes big, down. It's a big fucking shit um, show. Just a lot of things in access. Yeah. So, and just understand kind of where I'm coming from, from the pressures and where I've kind of built this up and kind of seen it. So inherently, whether we like to admit it or not, whether we like to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say this from my perspective as well, as somebody who's dealt with this. When somebody typically comes forward with a mental health issue, it's almost like I have to fight the urge to label them as a weak individual. Right. Inherently. And and we've talked about this in prior podcasts. Mainly that's because, A, maybe it sparks an insecurity within myself. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just hit that, right? But um, it is, it does show you to be... a a weaker individual in the pack. If you're looking at a pack sense of things, right. Which makes it even harder. And some men know that, and that's why they won't come forward about their mental health issues now. And then from a female's perspective, um, and I talked to this about a friend yesterday is from my understanding of the cycle between masculine and feminine energy. And I'm not going to go into it. I'm not a philosophy major, but from my perspective on it and the way that I've seen in successful relationships is that there's a very, very fine line between a man's emotional, I guess, uh, vocalizing his emotions Mm -hmm. and a female vocalizing their emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically the, and, and this has also been skewed throughout society now just because of different things, but just hear me out on this. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But men fear that if they come forward with their mental health issues to a woman, especially to one that maybe she's not in a very, he's not in a very strong relationship with, say he's dating them or they're kind of new into the relationship or they're a couple months into it. Mm -hmm. 
they feel as though that that woman is going to identify them as less than a man and then potentially leave them, cheat on them, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So because of that, again, we compartmentalize. Right. It's not necessarily a pressure that females put on us or other men put on us. It's just kind of the, the, the hardwired expectation of I need to be a provider. I need to be a protector. Mm. Now here's my viewpoint on that. I think that it is very important for us as men to still uphold that protector provider. Absolutely. Our, our core, our core roots of what we urge to be protector provider. That's how it's always been since man was created. Right now, because of the way that we've kind of, shifted things in society we're not out there fighting grizzly bears and freaking you know out there yeah. you know fighting 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 wars with throwing a spear you know, at a mammoth for food right, you know? exactly we're not doing that anymore so life stressors have gotten a lot it's become a lot easier to live and survive right which is mean that the protector side of a male has kind of shifted mm-hmm. um technology age has advanced that i could go that's a whole different topic but what I see from a strong perspective as far as a male. So say you're a male right now, you're listening to this podcast and you've decided, you know what? I need to get my shit together. Right. But I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to trust. I don't know who to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't want to just go to this person cause they might judge me. I don't want to go to this person cause they might judge me. Um, I don't necessarily want to go to my spouse cause I don't want to bother with that. Maybe she's got a lot going on. I want to go to my girlfriend cause I don't want to see less a lesser man of me, whatever have you. From my perspective, the most important thing that you can do is, if you have one, is address your pack. I have a very close knit of friends that I know I can go to for whatever, for whatever, whatever I need. Mm-hmm. And those friends will kind of act as though, as the way I like to use uh, an example is like, if you think of a bowling alley, and they have those railings up yep. so that the ball won't go in the gutter. And I believe I've said this before in a prior podcast, is that your friends will kind of be that barrier so that you don't go into the gutter, but it's going to be up to you to take that journey to advance yourself and your own individual mental health. And from a spouse's perspective, they'll also assist you. But it's more so, and I think your brother kind of, or you you had brought this up about your brother and kind of like how he does things. And if I'm wrong here, let me know. Mm-hmm. But... He's like, when I have issues with my individual mental health that are outside of the issues that I might have with my girlfriend, yep. I bring those to my boys. Right. And then we address those as a pack. Right. When it comes to issues that I have with my girlfriend specifically, he addresses it. He addresses it with her. That doesn't mean that she wouldn't be supportive of what he's going through. Right. It just means that it takes the pressure off of her to have to try to fix him. Mm-hmm. He's already on top of it. Yeah. So with that being said is, Developing yourself a strong pact. Now, for people who don't have that pact, we are trying to get to a point where lift to live does be kind of come that. Yeah. Where you have somewhere to go and speak. And I don't necessarily like the term safe space, but I'm going to use it in this as an example, as an area where men can talk amongst men and and not feel emasculated through their mental health journey. Right. Because that's an important piece of it, is not losing that. So let's talk about a few different avenues in which you can start to improve your mental health. So from a personal perspective, when I was going through it, 
I went to therapy. Mm-hmm. Was it emasculating to go to therapy? Absolutely. No. I mean, it's, for me, I mean, for me, it was. I know with my situation, and I'm not gonna get too deep into it, um, just for the pure respect of the other party. But I know it's it was built up over time, and nobody fucking saw it coming. Right. So I was good. I thought I had it, right? Five years, whatever it was, it got the a beautiful home. You know, got a life, careers, supportive people around us. Boom. Just like that, it was every emotion just, I mean, like blew up in my face. Everything that that anybody has ever felt, it hit me. I didn't seek therapy probably until two months after kind of everything kind of hit the wall, but... I was not quiet about the situation. For me, if I was quiet, it, 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 it's just not, it's not who I am, right? It, people know me as the fun, I dance around, I'm fucking, you know, I'm funny. I, I do these silly things to create, you know, uh, amusement, amusement right. for others. I exaggerate stories a lot because it, it fun, it's funny, but it's facts, right? Like I, it, it, that's just how I am. My brother told me I could be a stand-up comedian one time, and I believed it. I, I just that's just how I was as a person. But then when everything kind of hit the fucking wall, I wasn't Phil anymore. I was called out by you know my family, my brother, you know people that love me and that are real to me, and they're like, "Yo, dude, you're not who we know. You're not you're not the Phil that we know and love, and you got to snap out of it." And so then I start to I start to speak. I almost speak like spoke right away. For me, it was if I if I remained silent, I was gonna go fucking hide up in the room. I was gonna lock the door. I was gonna sit in my bedroom, and that was gonna be it. And I was just gonna go to sleep, wake up, and deal with it again. And there was days where I had to go to work and deal with it for eleven and a half hours because I'm constantly going through my phone. You know when is when is some positive shit gonna happen? And if it wasn't for me taking that next step and actually seeking help to get me back to the fill that I am now. I don't even know if I'd be sitting in front of you right now. That's just how it is. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if I would be, so, if I would want to be a part of the brand and stuff like that, because I don't even know where fuck I would still be in that lost phase. What made you. Okay. Cause, cause that's where we differ. Right. When you started going to therapy and you made that decision, right. Was, were you very confident in that decision? Like, yes. were you like, I'm going to therapy? It was a no brainer because. It was a no brainer. It was a no-brainer just because you know, some people that have known me my entire life, obviously you got my parents, my brother, you know, his girlfriend who I've known the last six years, um, you know, my sister, um, the friends that I grew up with, like they know me deep down. Um, so did you say you had a strong like support group? A, strong, a, super strong, a super strong support group right. that it was positive when I would say, what do I need to do next? And it wasn't like the good old... You'll be okay. You'll right. figure it out yourself. No, no, it you. was more like, hey, maybe it maybe it's time for you to go talk to somebody professionally right. that can give you ways to deal with it. Now, when I went to this guy, uh, I won't give his name out, but I mean, it was, it was somebody I've never met before. It came through my uh, health insurance and stuff like that. And I sat down with him and I told him what I was going through. And he was like, that's all natural. There's no, there's no illness. 
that's all natural emotion because, and he straight up said, because you give a fuck. And he was cool. He was an older dude, but he spoke to me like a real guy. He didn't speak to me like it was, you know, on a script. Like, I got to go by this line. This is how, this is what I got to say to him when he's telling me this. This is what I say to him when he's telling me that. It was all real. He looked me dead in the eyes every single time. I was in there 45 minutes. I did it probably about 12 sessions. And it was just real conversation with him. But he told me that it's all natural. It's all natural emotion. Because you care. You give a fuck about yourself, about others. You know, you were, it's all love. And when it comes crashing down on you all at one time, everything was crashing down on me all at one time. That's not, it, it happens. And you're going to feel every single emotion. It's just how you're going to deal with it over an extended period of time because it's not going to, it's not going to change overnight. Right. I mean, nothing, nothing happens overnight. Right. Nothing at all. You want to get in the gym and get big. It's a process. So you want to recover from your mental health issues. It's a process as long as you remain committed to it. So when I was doing these 12 sessions, it was every two weeks, you know, I got back on track. I was more vocal about it with my, my family, with my friends. A lot of people got a front row seat to my improvement. And those are the people that I'm going to keep around for a long, long time because now they know me. Well, it's they, night know and day. they know that I'm back. It's night and day. They know that I'm back, you know, and better. Exactly. You know, not, even, not even just back, but back and better than you were before you even needed exactly. to, to my, get into that. My fucking confidence is back up. So yeah. I think it's important for me to decide, like kind of differentiate between your experience and mine. Right. So for you, you're going through this situation, which we won't talk about till later out of respect. You're going through a situation where you're already very vocal. You had a support group that was like, mm-hmm. look, we know this sucks and this is terrible, yeah. but we're going to be there for you through it. Yeah. And sometimes it was, if they were going to sit there and be like, eh, it's okay. You know, right. Then it's like, you know, are you, are you being, are you being truthful right now? No, I, there right. was a lot of people that I told when I told them what was going on, it was, you know, fuck it, dude. Like, let's, you know, it, it's just grind time now. It wasn't, you're going to be okay. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that sweet talk. So, so I appreciate the, the, the hardcore aspect of it. That's right. just how I am. I don't sweet talk. I'm a tough love guy. If you give me tough love, I'm going to give you tough love. If you give me that sweet, soft bullshit, I'll take it. I'll appreciate it. But I need, I need, that, yeah, it's motiv- kind of how, I need that motivation. It's kind of how men operate. Oh, yeah. Anyways, inevitably. Like we appreciate more slap in the face approach to let me hold your hand and get through it. Right. So let me go back. Let me backtrack. Because I think it's important to differentiate the, the very opposite ends of seeking treatment, right? Mm-hmm. So because what I was going through, and I'm very open about it, is going through these suicidal ideologies mm-hmm. that I thought, not that I wanted to commit. I think that was a blessing in disguise. I never wanted to commit the act. I just kept having the thought and it wouldn't go away. And sometimes it'd be so loud that I couldn't control it. Right. And... I, mean, I didn't. I'm, ha- not, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I hate cutting you off. I'm not gonna lie. I, I wouldn't say I had a suicidal ideation. Right. But in regards to the other party, I wanted to know what they would feel if I wasn't around. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it. And then I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. I want to backtrack this because my experience was very different because because I was silent in what I was going through. I didn't have any support. I didn't have anybody helping me. I didn't have anybody around. I didn't have anybody encourage me to go to therapy. I didn't have any of that. So a lot of that was on my own and it was extremely uncomfortable. And for me, where you can see the importance here, I think it's important to say this line. I felt emasculated by going to therapy and I actually didn't have a good experience when I went to therapy the first time. And then I went to a different therapist and it did work. So just know that if you are 
thinking about going to therapy, just know it's not a one size fits all. There might, you might run into a bad therapist or maybe not even a bad therapist, but one that doesn't work for you. It's kind of like building a relationship with that person. Right. And if you kind of get that look of the draw where somebody has a lot of credibility and maybe they're, they have a lot of expertise in um, certain areas, then maybe you'll, you'll get it the first time, but don't be upset if it takes you a couple of times to find the right one. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the importance of the pack that I was talking about. When you have a pack and you have people that support you, then it makes it less emasculating from man's perspective to go seek that assistance. Right. So where Morse went and got his assistance through therapy and actually didn't really feel, you know, feel any sense of, he was just like, I'm going to get, I'm a man, take care of my shit. And I got my people, my boys and my family behind me. For me, it was like, well, I'm going to go there because I don't think I have any other choice. Right. If I don't go to therapy, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, and I didn't even believe in therapy in the moment. I was just like, I'm willing to, I will, I will sing Kumbaya around a fire if that makes these thoughts go away. Like, I don't really care what I need to do. Right. So, but that was my fault because again, the only reason that I didn't necessarily go to anybody else for any help was because of the fear of what they would say about me or think about me, mm-hmm. which isn't fair to my friends that I, and family that I have, because now looking back at it, I probably would have had less rough of a journey if I would have just come forward to my close friends uh, and stuff like that. And me and you didn't know each other back then, right. but I, w- I would have went, it took me almost a year to really open up to really anybody. And actually it went from like this very slow, cold timeline throughout my life to once I started opening up to people about it, I started realizing that I was not the only one in the room. Right. And then it was just like, psh, like it just, it, I took off. Yeah. So Cycling it back is, is understanding that from a men's perspective, in my opinion, is that it is important to have somewhat of a pack. And if you don't have one, um, you know, or, or just a bond to your bros, right? Like the gym bros or whatever that is. Like we have, you know, a group of guys who come to us for all different things and we're not going to go into their personal stuff because that's not fair to them. Some, some of them might even come on this podcast at some point, but that's because they feel comfortable being vulnerable around us, right. other men who maybe some of them look up to and they know some of the experiences that I've gone through and, and what Phil's gone through. And they're like, all right, bet these people will guide me the way and they won't, they won't make fun of me. They won't judge me. Right. And because that um, we've seen great strides with those individuals. Yeah. We don't even have to go through any type of experience to, we're not going to judge people. I, I could have never have gone through this experience and I'd still be, that dude that would listen. Yeah. You could vent to me all day. When I think, but I think I mean, that's, that's how you were able to open up to me. Yeah. When we first kind of linked is just cause I think there was that natural brotherhood bond and you kind of told, you told me the shit you were going through and what did I do? I sat there and listened. But it is unique though. Yeah. That's not, you don't, you just go around the corner and find people like that. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that we're up on some pedestal, but you don't necessarily in the circles, you know, there were a handful of individuals that did not be, People aren't going to brush you off with your mental health issues right. because they, you know, mainly it's just because they don't know what to do about it. Right. So they're like, all right, bro, like, yeah. chill. You know, I, I, think think, I don't know people, what that's like. I think um, a lot of people are scared to have that conversation if they've never experienced it because they've never experienced well, it. They don't know what to say. Or they have and they haven't even faced their own shit and you just open that. And so I think you that just open links, that up for them. I think that links to the topic of why men or women don't talk about or openly discuss their 
their issues is because right. they don't know if that person that they're going to talk to has gone through it. Right. So they don't, they're not, ex- they don't know what to expect in the answer they're going right. to get or the response they're going to get. So that's why I think people hold back and then it just builds up and builds up and builds up until they snap. And that could yeah. be a multitude of things. So this is going to be my very controversial opinion. This is where I might lose some of you guys. So, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It is what it is. Um, and I, and I, if I outlearn this and it tends not to be true, right. then I will, you know, see it differently. Mm-hmm. But this is the way I've kind of seen it now, especially in kind of a, we are kind of in a toxic culture right now, I think. Um, especially through social media and stuff like that and expecting the best out of others. And, you know, I'm on this self-help journey, so somebody else has to be here and just this lack of compatibility and kind of just these little things that I, that I pick up on. I think it somewhat is important as a man to not be, to not compartmentalize your issues and not face them, but to face them amongst other men that you trust. Facts. And, and potentially women that you may or may not, uh, that you may not be actively seeking a relationship with. Right. Because I believe that inherently, only because I've seen it happen time and time again, is that no matter how supportive a woman wants to be, at the end of the day, they still want you to be able to provide that that protector side of things. And if you're exposing yourself through those different avenues, but you're but you've kind of gotten yourself into such a weak point as a man that you can't even provide those core essentials as a man, mm-hmm. then it can then make you unattractive. Right. Um to that person. Now I'm not talking about people who've been married for years and they're trying to go through everybody has different experiences. Um, but especially for like single men, you know, I, I used to go on dates. Let me tell you right now. I used to go on dates and I would, out of an insecurity, I would just trauma spill. Let me just tell them everything yeah. that I've gone through so that they can just let me know from the go if they're interested or not. Right. As I've built a little bit of confidence in myself, now I've realized that that's not, A, is that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And B, it's just, it's not necessary. Yeah. It's at all. And there's a lot of issues that if that I can come, because what am I seeking in that? A response. A seeking a response of Dylan, it's okay. I'm here. I'm yeah, here yeah. for you. And it's like, no, 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 hold on. Like, yeah. and and those kind of things also kind of stab at our masculinity. Right. It takes a stab at it. Um, and so we push this message through our brand that you know. Fitness is the strongest foundation to use when building yourself physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to note that because for me, having the gym definitely kept that backbone for me. And I will tell you that there was a period of time where I had some health issues going on where I could not work out. I had no energy, fatigued, found out I had hypothyroidism, low testosterone, all these different issues going on. Um... And half the time I'd get too wasted to be able to work, work out the next day. I just, you know, a lot of accumulation of, of issues. Mm-hmm. And throughout that time, I didn't have the gym. So kind of throughout that time of my life, I did feel very, very weak. And I didn't feel like much of a man while trying to address my issues. Right. What I ended up turning to was going to books and meditating and journaling. Now, all those things ended up benefiting me like now, where I feel like I'm kind of like finally fulfilling this full circle. Mm-hmm where I feel very confident in who I am and where my mission is moving forward. But I also now have all that knowledge from all the books that I read and the, 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 some of the, I guess the popular way to say it is deep mental work that I did 
now I have a backbone behind it where nobody can knock me off my knock me off my feet right. with with that weak bullshit. Right. Like they're not gonna hit me with that anymore because I know exactly what what I went through. But when I was able to incorporate the gym back into my life, it gave me like that that it's like I'm able to sharp my iron here. Yeah. Like I can I can get after it. Like I feel I feel amazing. Yeah. Um and, and with that being said, and that's why I think it's also important to address that, that you know we're not mental health professionals. The reason that I want to be so forward and open about us seeking therapy and other things like that is because it's going to be very hard for you to start addressing your issues if you don't even know what they are. And if you don't even know how bad they are, is it a chemical imbalance in the brain? Do you need to be medicated? Um, Another thing important for anybody really is to go get blood work done. Because when I found out that I had hypothyroidism that was undiagnosed for several years, and I found out that I had low testosterone, and I'll go into that um, in a later podcast and get after that, that was causing a lot of different issues, depression, all these things are side effects of those issues. And I will say that a lot of my mental health issues started to improve as I got my actual health conditions squared away. But I also come from a, a family and a bloodline of anxiety, depression. My one whole side of my family is, is medicated. Mm -hmm. So understanding that I'm also working against that, which takes a little bit of pressure against off me because I'm like, all right, well, I might've inherited some of these issues. So getting at that is give yourself, if if I had, if I had one suggestion for anybody out there really is to give yourself a fighting chance. If you're really in the deep shits right now, like you're just in a really bad place mentally is give yourself at least an idea of where your foundation sits. Maybe you have underlying health issues that you don't know about that's causing some of these issues. Right. You know? And if that's a problem, that's a real problem. I don't care how much you go work out. It's not going to solve that. If I don't take my thyroid meds, you know, I, I don't care how many times I work out. I'm going to be fatigued, fainted, and, and feel like ass. Yeah. If I don't take my testosterone supplements to get my levels to where they need to be at a, at a, at a healthy level or beyond healthy. Like I'm at a, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, then I'm going to feel terrible. I'm going to feel terrible. So there's so many different issues. And I see this, of course, we're recording a podcast. As you guys know, we're live on TikTok. I see here right now. Um, the vitamin D was a big factor in depression. So many people are going around and they don't even know what they're, like where their blood, like what their blood work is. Yeah. I didn't know for the longest time. Shout out to uh, Revive MD, where I went out in Gaithersburg, Gaithersburg Maryland. Um, I paid top dollar for it, but I went out there. It's a men's health clinic. Um, and, uh, well, I guess it's typically a health clinic. They, they, they're most popular known for their TRT, their testosterone replacement therapy, yeah. um, which I'm on and host of our podcast. But they, they gave me a full, they did a whole body scan. They gave me, they took like eight vials of blood. They gave me like a nine page PDF. And they're like, we suggest these supplements that you take based off your blood work. And we suggest this T level based off your T levels. And we suggest this, 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 this. And that helped. Yeah. Now I still suffer from general anxiety and I still suffer from general depression. But I do believe that a core factor of me pulling myself out of a lot of those issues was just getting myself to a, a fair level to start. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It don't matter how much I meditate or how much I journal if my freaking levels are off. Right. It doesn't matter. So now I still incorporate those things in my life to keep that foundation strong. Yeah. 
I still journal, which I'm very vocal about on the podcast. Um, I don't meditate as much as I do, but I do know some breath work. So if I'm really deep in the shit, like I just don't feel good. I know I can run myself through some exercises. Mm-hmm. I've gone, I, I know enough about, okay, how do I stay grounded? And we can go into those if you guys are interested um, in a later podcast and maybe get an actual professional on so yeah. they can back what I'm talking about. Um, so it's not just me speaking on the on that behalf, but give yourself a a, a playing field. You know, get, let find out what your core foundation is, yeah. and then work from there. And just know that it's there's not one size fits all, and there's not one pill that's going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like don't fall for a get rich quick scheme. Don't feel don't don't fall for a scheme that makes you believe that you're going to do this one thing, and then all your mental health issues are going to go away. I have issues that I know I'm going to deal with for the rest of my life. And that's because I've actually chosen, chose, not only because I've inherited some of those issues, but also because I've chosen a profession that rapidly exposes you to traumatic events. Yep. So that's going to come with some issues. Yep. So I'm doing my best to get myself arranged in those ways, but I still have my issues. I still have sleeping issues. This month, for some reason, I've been more anxious this month, and I don't really know why. But this month, I've been just loaded with anxiety, um, you know, and, and this is probably oversharing, you know, but my last relationship that really messed me up mentally for numerous different reasons, but out of respect for her, I'm not going to bring those up necessarily um, beyond what I did in the previous podcast is like we, it's been almost nine months and every week, every day of, of last week, I had a dream about her mm. out of nowhere. What? So I don't even know what I would do. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just you know what I mean? And I don't know what triggered that. Like I don't it was random. It hasn't happened in a very long time. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah. So I haven't seen her, haven't talked to her. Like I it's been a very long time. And then boom, it's just like every night I got a good night's sleep, but like I'd wake up like the and it weren't like bad dreams. It was just like like why are you just popping up in my dream? It's crazy. Like you have the dream about that, bro. I gotta come to the house that I started the life in. Yeah, no. And wake up in the bedroom. Yeah. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fresh at you know, it's like Well, I think that's why your parents were like, bro, if you wanna move. If you wanna move to start over. And I said, right. fuck no. Well, hey, this house is gorgeous. I mean, it's it I think turning it into my own spot, you know, we got Z, you're fucking here just about every day. Right. I can I can finally see my parents. They can come over, Colin can come over without any problems. And it's like there's sometimes and I I brought this up to you the other night and if I didn't talk about it it was gonna fucking kill me not you know literally but it just (sighs) right but I told you I said dude I just was having one of those weeks right I came home and I'm alone yeah right before this time last year I had a reason to come home right now we, we we do a profession where we do our 11 and a half we sh- and we come back home and, and do our thing, but now I have I have a more after everything that I went through, and with the everything on top of the job and what you see in regards to law enforcement, it, it's like I have a I have a greater you know I don't even know what I'm saying it's like coming home and being alone now. It's so weird because it was never that way the last five years. Well, being alone definitely makes you face your own thoughts. Yeah. So unless you're scrolling through TikTok. Or you're scrolling through Instagram, right? And you're just sitting there in the quiet. Yeah, you'll notice how you want to do a test for yourself and figure out like where you are. Try to sit somewhere without any 
outside distractions or anything yeah. for like five minutes and you'll get a key dose of where you're at. I have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So unfortunately I found myself picking up a bad habit of scrolling through TikTok until I fall asleep because I just, I'll lay my head in the pillow and if I'm not ready to go to bed, they're not bad thoughts, but it's just like, like just yeah. freaking, you know, and I don't want to get, you know, people have been like, Oh, try these gummies or try these different things to do this. And I'm not trying to get hooked on any of that stuff. Um, and eventually I'll figure it out. And I, and I don't always deal with those issues. So I think there's something to do with this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just that, that last week, man, just like, I don't know what it was. It's not that I saw anything or had a dream. It was like, yeah. Like my roommate, for some of you that don't know, he's, he's with our department now he's in training. So he was on evening shift. We're on the same, same side shift, but you know, he, he comes into work while I'm still on the street. So when I'm coming home, it's like, there ain't nobody here. Right. And, but before this time last year, it was a fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? And right. I had reason, I had more reason to come home. But I think it's a blessing. To make right? it home from that shift. You know what I'm saying? I think and I still do that now because I want to make it home to my boys. I want to make it home to my parents, my brother, the fucking beautiful house, you know, shit. I mean, I got, I got so much. It'll, it'll click. Somebody's going to find me. It's just a matter of time, baby. But yeah, that last week fucked me. Uh, I think that there's an unrealistic expectation that we're going to start getting ourselves in a better place and get yourself, you know, start getting workouts, start looking good, doing all these different things. And then it's just going to be magical unicorn from there. Yeah. Um, If the only thing you're chasing is happiness, then you're just going to be disturbed because happiness is just one of one of the, uh, you know, core human emotions. And you're going to cycle through all those. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that anything can trigger that. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, last week for me and you was a very anxious week. And yeah. we don't, I don't even, I don't, couldn't even tell you why. Right. But building on what you just said is that since you've decided to keep the house, mm-hmm. now we're building bigger, better memories in the house. Right. It's just going to take a long time to supersede the ones you'd already built. Right. And so we're just progressively doing that. Um, but I want to cycle back around. And kind of like clean this up and wrap this up because I think we really hit a lot of it. We hit a lot of it to where to where I wanted to get to, and 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 just to give some of you that maybe if you're a male listening to this, you're like, okay, yeah, I can relate to that. Or if you're a female, oh, maybe that's why you know my you know my significant other hasn't opened up to me or refuses to do whatever. Um, it's understanding the premise of why that might be. And a lot of it comes down to, I don't think it's a bad thing that men feel insecure when it comes to addressing their mental health issues because they feel as though it's degrading their ability to protect and provide. Mm -hmm. I think where it needs to be pivoted is not so much, okay, now I'm going to be, you know, the soft shell of a man. Right. I think what it needs to be is I'm going to develop a very keen uh, a very a stronger version of myself yeah. through the assistance of my pack right so that I can continue to do those things yeah and so that the key part of you know without diving too deep into relationships is that you know in order for a female to truly be her true self mm-hmm. around a male there has to be a sense of comfort there right and vice versa yeah and there's a, it's a very, it's like a dance. I mean, you know, I think, I feel like if, if you take time out of your, out of a session, just hearing you talk, right. If I just sat here and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. If I just, if I was patient, quiet, and actually listened to you, 
right? That's how that's what we do now. We listen to each other. We get to know what you're feeling and how, and then and then I build a sense of how. Okay, now what do I need to do in order to help him get back on track? Right. right? So I think for some people out there, if you take the time to listen to your spouse or listen to your boy or your girl or whatever, you might be able to learn something that has been hidden for a specific amount of time about that person. Okay, shit, now I know, you know, how can I help? What can I do? Right. What do we need to do? Right. You know I think what I'm saying? It's definitely important as a man that once you figure out those things that you address that shit. And and here and Colin Collins in the chat again, we're live on TikTok right now, but he says, you know, think about what's next and something was holding you back from happiness and greatness. Now that could be related to what I my situation, but He's absolutely right because he's told me this before. You know, you instead of dreading on the past, think about the greatness that we're building right now. Well, and if it gives you, you any type of inspiration, when I was going through my shit, I never thought that I'd be building a brand and have a podcast now exactly. talking about this. I didn't know this was going to happen. Exactly. It's not like I was like, all right, Dylan, if you get rid of these thoughts, then you're going to, you know, launch a successful apparel company right. with with somebody you haven't met yet, right. and you're going to do all this. That. Yeah, that that's not necessarily a thing. You might not even know what direction you're headed, but give yourself a at least a foundation. It's just starting there. Take that five, ten minutes and sit inside of your head and just be like, hey, where do I think I am? Right. Okay, uh, maybe I need to do this or maybe I need to do that. Right. You know, understand that if your brain tells you, because you're you usually know your own answer, right? At least that's what I've learned over the years. Is that if you sit there and really listen to yourself, then you know the answer. And and I've said this before in other podcasts. And so once you sit there and you determine, okay, if your brain goes, maybe you should go to therapy, that probably means you should get an appointment to go to therapy. Yeah. If, it, if your brain goes, I should probably start eating better, then, then make that adjustment and make that adjustment in that moment. Yeah. Like you've had that clarity moment. You've had that, like make that, make that in that moment. And then you'll start to develop over time you can start developing a pack and if you don't have one then we're trying to get to a point where we can create that community for uh, other individuals um, but it is at the end of the day it's it's going to be empowering knowing that you are now you've gotten to a point where you're like you feel like you have no control of your life you feel like you know you're just lost in this mess you don't know where you're headed and now you're like all right well i'm just gonna i'm, I'm gonna take control of this right. and just slowly inch your way forward um and i understand that not everybody's going to be starting from where I started and maybe not everybody's going to be starting from where you started. It's all very different, but it does wonders just to understand where your foundation is at. Yeah. So take the five to 10 minutes. If, 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 if you're open to having any, getting any advice right now, take the five to 10 minutes to really figure out where you're at, write a couple of those things down, figure out which things you'd like to work on yourself and proactively take measures in that same day to get those things going. Um, whether it's going to therapy, Google right in that moment where you might be able to go. Um, whether it's getting yourself in the gym, which I suggest all y'all do. All right. Uh, otherwise this brand wouldn't even exist. Then sign up for that gym literally as fast as you can possibly before you're able to build an excuse to not do it. You have to do it. Our brains are always going to take the path of weak resistance. It's a, it's a natural reaction. So as soon as you come up with that idea of, Oh, maybe I should go to therapy or maybe I should go to the gym. If you don't take a proactive effort in that direction, I guarantee you're going to come up with 500 million different excuses for why you shouldn't do it. And you're just, you're going to be back caught in the cycle and oh, I should have done that. Oh, and you're, now you're going to become an, Oh, I should have done that instead. Of, oh, I did that. Um, so with that, 
I think that's a good place to kind of close it out. And I hope that gives a better perspective of why a lot of men silently suffer and they don't get any assistance. And a lot of it is just a pick at the masculinity. And a way to avoid that is by uh, developing a bond or, or, or having a small pack, or it doesn't have to be a pack of people or maybe just one person that you trust. And you just let them know, hey, I don't need you to tell me what I need to do. I'm going to start doing these things. Just be there and have me. And, and the real ones are going to have your back 100%. No issues. And I know that I don't necessarily know any of you guys. And of course, like, you know, Phil and I can't be there for every single person at like, you know, holding their hand all the way along the way. But also understand if you reach out to us, we see. will support you yeah. in that effort to to getting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and you know, that's why, again, this brand was developed so that when I look down and I see this logo of the skull and the two L's and how that skull for me represented death and the two L's are lift to live and it broke that thought of death. Like it broke it apart. It disassembled the skull. Mm-hmm. It, it conquered it. Now I look down and every time I rep my apparel, it reminds me of that. Yeah. And it's a subtle reminder. I mean, a lot of my tattoos specifically for me are all reminders of different trials and tribulations throughout my life. It tells a story. Um, and it tells a story to me. And it's a, literally a reminder to me. So when I look down, I go, okay, there's that, there's that. Okay, that means that to me. And that means this to me. And and then I'm because that works so well for me, I want to be able to create a community of those who also feel that same way. And they're like, all right, bet I'm repping this apparel because when I look down, I I remember what Dylan and Phil were talking about. Like, let's let's get it, yeah. let's get after it. Um, so with that being said, there's one last thing I want to address that's very very new to us, and our first time really doing this. But we have decided to start promoting Fifty Cal Labs supplements, and let me tell you why. So the owner of this is a detective out of New York of this company. And he sent us some samples and he actually reached out to me. And he was like, look, I'm telling you, I got these supplements launched about a year ago. Um, You know, we're we're starting to blow up. And basically what he's done is he's taken, and I don't want to speak for him, but he's taken a lot of popular supplements, pump supplements and uh, pre-workouts and amped them up and then took out all the fillers. Um, and so we got these in about a week and a half ago and we've been trying them ever since. I don't like heavy stem stuff. So, I mean, like when your face feels like you're on fire, so people love that, that big jolt, that's the, this is, you can tell it's a cop's brand shots fired. This will do that for you. Now, what I've noticed is that it gives a very smooth release. It's almost like it's a, uh, it's got 300 milligrams of caffeine, but it, but it slowly hits you throughout your workout instead of all hitting you at once, which I appreciate. And yeah, maybe it's like a, I, I like that caffeine, that that itch, that scratch feeling, um, but it, it doesn't hit you all at once like most pre-workouts do. I feel like like a pre-workout like a C4 or a bucked up, which I enjoy a lot. You know, you dry scoop it or take it and it's like instant. You feel it all over your face, your arms, everywhere. And it's like, whoa. And then as right as I get into the gym, it, it goes away. I still have that energy. But with this, it gradually increases throughout the workout. Yeah. And I have like a, I have a little bit more energy. It's almost, I don't, I don't want to compare it to like an energy drink, but like, I feel like, you know, I, I have, I can get through a whole workout without being tired or without having the crash hit midway through. 
And then when I get home, it gradually wears off instead of that, okay, it's done. And then you just, you feel like shit after. I really haven't had a crash on this. Yeah, the crash um, is, there is no crash. I don't notice the crash. Yeah. So with that, um, there's also a pump additive to the pre. So uh, you also get a pump slash pre if you like that. And then you have the pump, which is an all pill form and it's non-stem. So there's no caffeine, nothing like that. It doesn't give you the tingles, but it does make it feel like somebody pumped a lot of air into your muscles. Like it's ridiculous. I feel like it almost feels like, I don't know. It's like my, I feel like, like I, I feel like my blood got thicker and just all my veins are, I mean, I feel like I had, like I lifted without lifting. Yeah. It's, it's somewhat ridiculous. Now I will say it does give me a little bit of the bubble guts, but I got IBS. It's so it is what it is. Um, nothing crazy. I just, Tends to give me the burst. And another side note about the pre-workout. Most pre-workouts don't fill up to the top when I tell you. Yeah, this thing is hefty. It Well, we've well, had we, a couple scoops, but he he fills it up to the top. And yeah. this is a fairly large bottle. I mean, this this ain't... I mean, I could go grab another one. Most You put it like this cap sideways. That's about most pre-workouts. This is a big bottle. It's got yeah, it was filled at the top. 30 servings. And that's if you want the full dose. Like I don't, yeah. I would never do the full dose. But it fills I just it up to the top. Caffeine. Um, so the other benefit is, is that if you're like, you know what, I want the pre and I want the pump, totally different ingredients. So the pump that's going to be in this is going to be a little bit different right. than what's in that. And so this is called the 50 Cal Labs Pump Action Lifters Ammo. It's dope. Um, it's stimulant free, like I said. And then you have the shots fired pre, which is also part of the Lifters Ammo um, line. And this, this one is blue steel. It tastes pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, you can stack these together because the actual, the pump that's inside of the pre is different than the pump that's inside of these. So you can actually stack these. And I did this uh, twice and it gave me an insane pump. Now, I will say I didn't do the full serving of this because I don't like that much caffeine when I go lift. Although I like a lot of caffeine throughout the day. Yeah. Um, I don't like that much caffeine. Phil is a little bit opposite there where... Um, he likes all the stems. Yeah, it just all me, of it gets me wired. It's got a lot of beta alanine in it, so it's gonna make your face tingle. Um, that's what makes your face tingle. Um, and so we're gonna support him because he's an LEO, uh, and he showed us a lot of love and showed us a lot of support and sent us out some stuff for free, not even knowing who we were, and reached out to me, and we tried it, and we're like, boom! Now again, I'm just gonna say this: we're not, you know, uh, I have no education in nutrition. I have no education. I'm not, you know, none of that. So other than just, you know, the bro science that I've learned. Yeah. And I know that term has been coined already. But so, you know, try this at your own risk. Try it. I guess. Try like, it out if you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything affects people differently. Um, but I do. I am Charlie go, enjoying this. Um, I can see myself definitely using the pump for the long term. Um, and I'm probably just going to get filled a pre. Um, but yeah, so. With that, if you go to the website, if you go to their Instagram, um, and I'll put a link in the notes, in the podcast notes, but it'll be 50 Cal Labs. You can find them uh, on Instagram. And our code is lift to live lift to live in all caps. And that'll get you 10% uh, off, I believe, is what. Can girls use this product? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not It's not dependent on male, female. Again, we're live on TikTok, and someone commented, can girls use this product? Yes, yes girls can, can use this comment. 
well, product. Just like you would go to the store and get any pre-workout or anything like that, this is no different. You can try this. Yeah. Um, totally up to you. And then dose it as you'd like. So with that being said, shout out to Eddie for 50 Cal Labs. Thank you so much for showing, showing us all the love that you did. And we really look forward to uh, where this partnership goes moving forward. Yep. But I'm definitely going to be using this pump during my workouts because the I feel like an absolute animal. With that being said, we end always end, segment. Yeah, we always end this end this podcast as most of you know, and some that are new. Uh, Dylan and I are uh, police officers, and we work together, and we we love the job, but we understand that it's dangerous, and that at any point in time. It can be over just like that in the blink of an eye. So, um, I started a segment a couple podcasts ago um, with the Officer Down Memorial page. Um, basically, you don't really see media outlets talking about officers that have lost their lives in the line of duty. Um, I never hear like we never hear it. Give you perspective. I'll like, see I, it on this Twitter. Is a surprise to me, but most of them, most of the people that tweet it out on Twitter or Instagram or whatever it may be are the officer down memorial page or people that are former police officers, et cetera. So we want to bring light to those officers that have lost their lives in the line of duty. So I'll just run through some quick statistics um, right now. In the year 2022, we're in March, mid-March, there's been 75 line of duty deaths. That's 75 too many. Okay. Um, I don't remember exactly the exact date we did our last podcast, but I think in that week time span, there was eight of them, eight officers that lost their lives. And I'm counting now. So it's probably been about a week and a half since we last filmed. Right. I just haven't launched that yet. Um, one, two, three, four, five officers lost their lives in the line of duty and one canine did as well. So I'm going to, um, say their names. Um, their departments and the cause. Um, so the first one is correctional officer uh, Lonnie D. Johnson of the Texas Department of Criminal Justice Correctional Institutions Division in Texas. End of watch was March, March 6, 2022, and the cause of death was COVID-19. Uh, Corporal Benjamin Cooper, Joplin Police Department, Missouri. End of watch was Tuesday, March 8, 2022. The cause of death was gunfire. Police officer Freddie Wilson. This one actually was trending on social media. Uh, Detroit Public Schools Community District Police Department in Michigan. End of watch, March 10th, 2022. The cause of death, he had a medical emergency. He was breaking up a school fight and had a heart attack in the process. Police officer Jake Reed of the Joplin Police Department. This is their second officer. These two officers were actually killed. Um, to, I hate saying together, but they were partners. Um, uh, police officer Jake Reed, Joplin Police Department in Missouri, uh, Friday, March 11th, 2022. Uh, cause of death was gunfire. He actually, I believe, was on life support for a few days, um, but it was it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna end positively as he's lost his his life. Um, and then this one, just recently, was yesterday, March 14th, 2022. Police officer Caleb Ogilvy. Uh, sorry if I pronounced his last name wrong. Covington. Division of Police in Virginia. It's our our home state. Um, cause of death was gunfire. And the canine, um, 
is canine dash of Shepherdsville Police Department in Kentucky. End of watch, Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Cause of death was gunfire. Uh, to those officers who lost their lives and canine dash, rest in peace. God bless you and your family and friends. And thank you for your service and sacrifice to your communities, to your agencies. Um, and we'll keep you in our thoughts and prayers and in our hearts forever. Solid ending. I love that you do that. And I love that you came up with that idea. And with that being said, I hope that you guys got something from this. If you did, please like, share, and rate on whichever platform uh, you've chosen to listen to our podcast on. It's available on every single podca uh, podcast platform out there, Apple, uh, Spotify, um, Anchor, all of them. If you could leave a rating for us, that'd be greatly appreciated. Share it, to so share it with somebody. And make sure you're following us on all social platforms to keep updated yep. um, as we move forward. We're trying to push these out for you at least Support once a brand. week. Even if you don't buy any merch, man, spread the message. I think our message is so important. Like you and I, the brand is just the cherry on top to everything. Yeah, if the you can relate is, to the brand or you think somebody yeah. else can, even if they don't necessarily want to rep the merch, it's changed just kind of lives. understanding what it stands for and how committed we are to it. Um, it's well, changed I'm, our we're, lives. We're going we're all in on this. So. Hope we can change yours. I mean, with the message itself, man, serving as a spotter in and out of the gym, that's what our podcast is about. It's what the brand's about. I mean, but yeah, with that being said, thank you guys much love and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you.